Dr. Bev, are you ready for some silly questions? Yeah. Cool. And these might not be so silly. These might be like, what? Where, <laughs> where are you going with this? Would you rather travel for the rest of your life on a boat or stay in L.A. for the rest of your life with access to everything that you need? Hmm. You know, I'm pretty happy staying put. L.A. all the way? Yeah. Yeah. L.A. plus some side trips, right? Well, well, maybe within like, like 50 miles, 50 miles. Oh, versus (laughs) on a boat the rest of my life. That's right. Well, I don't like either choice, but maybe if I rethink it, since I am a workaholic, I have always been, I'll bet you a boat would be an adventure. I love it. Next question. Would you rather solve problems with your head or with your heart? Absolutely heart. And I think I already know the answer to this next question. What's better, love or money? Oh, love, love, love. (laughs) Yes, and that brings us into the topic that we're going to discuss today. I I have the pleasure of introducing our next guest, Dr. Beverly Kay. And Dr. Bev is the author of Love Em or Lose Em, Getting Good People to Stay. She also has a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Association for Talent Development. Go Bev, you are awesome. I hope you all will stick around and join us for the rest of this wonderful conversation. Thank you. It's time for a sneak peek. Sneak peek, sneak peek. You really made my day when you, you hit the nail on the head when I watched you fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. It, it, 12 of those instead of that was really good. Thank you. You know, yes. good job. See you tomorrow. And, and, right. <laughs> and what I say to managers is someone turns in a report and it's a, it's a good report. It always is from that person. You say, great report. Maybe say, what part of doing this report did you love the most or use any word or what part of this report made you groan Mm. and you'll learn something and right there that was a love conversation that was an engagement conversation that was even a career conversation and now on with the show when you're feeling the pressure take a moment to step back Pick up your marbles and choose to lead with levity. Join us on the Lead with Levity podcast for fireside chats that will fill your bucket and help you get back to being the leader you were meant to be. Now here's your host, Dr. Heather Walker. Welcome to the Lead with Levity podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Walker, and I have the pleasure of introducing our guest today, Dr. Beverly Kay. Dr. Bev, how's the weather out there today? Uh, L.A. sunny and beautiful and 70-ish degrees. As always, right? Right. Unless it's, you know, fire and brimstone. or (laughs) Or earthquakes, right. Right. (laughs) So one thing that I'm going to start asking folks is, what is your favorite thing to do in 2021? 
I I wouldn't mind visiting friends in cities that I haven't been to in a year. I have friends in New York and friends in Washington and friends in San Francisco. And all those trips sound good to me. Yeah, I've been thinking about that as well. And my biggest hesitation at this point is not visiting friends, but do they want to see me? Or are they going to be like, well, you know, there's a quarantine period and I don't have my shot and I don't know what your status is. And we're friends, but we're not like, we're not like friends, friends, you know? Got it. Got it. You know, friendship is just so much more complicated than it used to be. Right. Right. And it's so much more delicious when you get to hug a friend that you haven't seen in a while. So you're a hugger? I'm a big hugger. Yeah. Okay. I have to ask you about this because I am not a hugger. And I had a conversation with a prior guest about this. And at some point I said, well, the next time I talk to a hugger, I'm going to have to ask them about this. Okay. <laughs> so I really do appreciate the concept of hugging and embracing and loving on people, all of that. It's a beautiful thing. However, when you're the type that is not a hugger, it can be kind of a scary thing, right? And yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm curious from the hugger's standpoint, what's <laughs> I know, silly questions. Haven't gotten to anything serious yet, folks. From the hugger's standpoint, what are some signs or how would you like to be notified by someone subtly or insubtly like what is the best way to let someone know, oh, maybe let's not do the hug thing? Or is, yeah. is there a good alternative to that? Well, easiest is for them to say, you know, I'm not a hugger. Mm. And I would never then say, well, I'm going to hug you anyway. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but I'll bet you some people would. Yes, I know lots um, of people. And... Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's the one thing every TV channel and news channel has talked about since COVID got lifted a bit. Is you can hug your parents, you can hug your kid, you can so hug is in. <laughs> and you know, my dad was a big hugger. And so maybe, you know, it's the dad in me. Mm, those like bear that. hugs. Yeah, yeah. Right. I totally right. understand. And, you know, this this idea of hugging and, and loving on people and everything, it sort of brings me into your area of focus, which is, you know, you promote love at work, this four-letter word of love mm. at work. Can you tell me a little bit more about that concept and why it's such a four-letter word concept at work? Well, when we wrote Love Em or Lose Em, the first edition, 20 years ago, and 20 years ago, when we said we want love in the title, you know, the publisher said, well, are you sure? 
Like, <laughs> will men walk into the bookstore or the business section and buy a book with love in the title? Mm. And we had to stand firm. Because actually, it was the only word that stood for so much. It's a word for non-huggers <laughs> and huggers <laughs> as well. And it means notice people, recognize them, thank them, grow them, all those things. And we always say, if you're uncomfortable using that word, substitute any other word for it. And here are 25 others you can choose from. And the back of the book says, face it, you love them, mm. even if you don't use that word. They are your stars. They are your uh, talented employees. And they can make you or break you. That's very so true. Any word. I've done speaking on this in the past 20 years around the world. And maybe the most opposite to love. Our book is written according to the alphabet. And the J stands for jerk. Don't be one. And I did a speech in Athens a couple years ago. And they gave me 18 words for jerk in Greek. Huh. <laughs> and I should have asked them for 18 words for love in Greek. And I missed the opportunity. Yeah. But they were like, know, no, we I only think... know about, about jerks here. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we do know about jerks. We, yes. we do. What are your thoughts on the concept of love languages? Do you mean uh, uh, the book about love languages or yeah. just the concept? Yeah. So, so that book sort of fuels a lot of practice where people are, are thinking about how can I, how can I love and show appreciation for someone in the way that they want to be loved, right? Right. right. And then it presents it, these it, five different different ways that people right. typically like to be right. loved. Yeah. I, I read, and I read it a long time ago, so I'm trying to pull it back into my memory. But I will say that for a manager in an organization, a great question to ask is how how can I say thank you? What does a thank you look like to you? Like I love when a manager takes the table of contents from our book with 26 chapters, really on how to show love and says to an employee, which three of these do you want me to do more? Mm. And right there is a way to show love to that individual different from that individual's colleague who might pick three other chapters. And I think maybe right there is the game plan for any manager who realizes that everybody needs something different. And it's that platinum rule. You know, it used to be do unto others as you want to be done to. Right. And now it's do unto others as they eat and every one want to be done to. Right. Exactly. 
Exactly. Which is, I mean, much more work, obviously, but the rewards and benefits that come with that are, are much greater as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So how, you know, I, I think growing up, there's this term that we often use, which is like in like versus in right. love. Right. And I, I don't know. You sounded like, yes, you know what I'm talking about. No, Great. I know. <laughs> I'm in like with you. Right? Yes, I'm in like with you. Love is such an overused term, you know, and, and oftentimes people will throw around this idea. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love that. I love, love, love everything. And when in reality, they may be in like, and I'm curious, how do you recommend organizations move their employees from being in like with the organization to on fire and in love with the organization? Well, I'm one of those people who uses love a lot, like I love what you said. I love what you wrote. I love what you did. And I probably am an over user. It just wouldn't be the same for me to say, I like that question. I'd say, I love that question. You know, I am. Yes. And, and sometimes it is my undoing because not everybody wants this passionate person you know standing in front of the room but we definitely want passionate people working for us yes we we do we want that we want that you know i'll I'll just tell you a side story since uh you brought up the word i said my dad was a great hugger and and showed big love and i did not meet my father till i was three years old because he was in the war, World War II. And I had pictures of him, but I had no concept. And when he came home, all he wanted to do was hug me, kiss me. And I ran away. And he made me a sign, a little, a metal sign that said, allergic to love. <laughs> and I used to walk around as a three-year-old thinking that that would keep me from getting hugged and kissed, especially by him. <laughs> and later, as I grew up and was single for a long time, I would say, hey, I'm allergic to love. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so I'm smiling because I haven't thought about that in a long time. And I think a lot of people are allergic to the word and don't use it or save it for only special occasions. And that's fine. You know, not having the word in your vocabulary at all. I think you're missing something. Yeah, it's problematic. And what you just brought up brings up some ideas for me. So one idea is this concept of a love recession and... We're in a day and age right now where people are, are communicating over Zoom and other technology like that. People are lining up, lining up for shows like The Bachelor and Bachelorette and 90 Day Fiance and 
married at first sight and, you know, just lining up in droves to just for the chance at love because they're, they're missing that. And I wanted to ask you if you feel like we are currently in a love recession. You know, I never thought about it that way, but when you're home for a year, like all of us were, you know, if we have a, a, a partner, that's great. If we have a pet, that's great. If we have none of those things, and, and we're not seeing people the way we used to when we went to work or went to school or mm-hmm. whatever, I'd say there is a love recession for certain people. And maybe they can't put their finger on it, but it's one of the things we get from a work group that I think a lot of us don't realize how important it was till it was taken away. Yeah. Or until you, until you get it for the first time. I mean, can you, can you go back to your first love and, and think about what life was like before that? And then you realize, oh, I really love this person. And right. now you can't see life the same way ever again. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. No, it's a great word and it's a great word to explore. And, you know, I think the world of DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion has made us look at the word love again, maybe with a new lens And in this edition, now this has been out 20 years, 800,000 copies. This edition, our publisher said, I want you to show, to see, to tell your readers about the connect between engagement and inclusion. Mm -hmm. And we said, well, we already did that. It's in the D chapter in the book and D is for dignity. And we talk about it there. And he said, no, no, no. I don't mind. I don't mean just there. I mean, show me how every chapter relates to inclusion. Hmm. And we're not diversity specialists. But, you know, when we looked at what we did through those eyes, it absolutely did. Every chapter is about inclusion and belonging. That's right. And we say to managers is, this is really important. And many of them agree, but they don't know how. So we wrote a how-to book on how to show that love, on how to include, how to show belonging. But we called it engagement. Mm. It sounds like that. Real synergy. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like that has been a really good way to introduce the concept to those hardcore manager leaders who are really focused on the numbers, Uh the metrics and everything else. Yeah. Right. Right. And we have a chapter in the book, N is for Numbers. And the subtitle says, Run Them. And it starts, you know, which is more important, praise or pay? which is what you asked me. Mm. And I tell you, if the pay isn't fair, 
it will come up higher. But if the pay is fair, praise wins. That's right. Every, so all day, all day, every all day. day. And it needs right. to be tailored to that person. You can't. Exactly. <laughs> yes, it can't. Exactly. We can't just take out the fire hose of praise and and you right. know shoot and everyone fact, with it. Right. In the book, we give managers who, who don't have those words. We give them twelve ways to say I appreciate you. Twelve sentence starters, and managers when when you know because we teach this around the world managers scribble them all down, you know, and, and I say to them, which one of these have you not started a sentence with ever? And there's always people say, Oh, this one, this one. So praise is critical and being specific in the praise. Good job. Like when I give a speech and people come up and say, that was great. I always say, name one thing that made it great for you. And that feedback is delicious. Mm, I agree. I agree. Could you tease us with maybe one of the 12? Like, one is, you really made my day when you. Wow. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head. When I watched you fill in the blank, mm-hmm. it, it, 12 of those, instead of, that was really good, thank you, you know, yes. good job. See you tomorrow. And it, right. And <laughs> what I say to managers is, someone turns in a report, and it's a, it's a good report, it always is from that person, you say, great report, maybe say, what part of doing this report did you love the most or use any word or what part of this report made you groan Mm. and you'll learn something and right there that was a love conversation that was an engagement conversation that was even a career conversation that's true right that's true i like it and dr beverly What connection do you see between love and levity? So you've already made the connection between love and diversity and inclusion. What about love and levity? I think they go together. I am a big believer in having fun in, in workplace. In fact, the K in the alphabet stands for kicks. (laughs) And it's important. I remember someone I interviewed saying, Someone in her office told a joke out in the hallway and six or seven of us were laughing and a manager came out and said, what's going on? Get back to work. Mm. And she said, I left the company two weeks later. Wow. What a missed opportunity. Right. Right. So, you know, it, it is. And, you know, I wrote something and if you remember I'll send it to you, you can use it, about why do people bring their dogs to work and not their love? Oh, yeah. Why is that? And because it's easier for a manager who doesn't use use the word, for a 
for for people who can do it easily. So we're saying bring your dogs and your love to work. (laughs) (laughs) And if you send me an email, I will definitely send you that article and you could post it for your readers. Will do. I'll make sure that we have links to that in the show notes. Great. Dr. Beverly, this has been such a wonderful, rich conversation. I want to thank you for coming on to the show today. Is there, if anyone wants to learn a little bit more about you or get connected with your books and all of that, where should they go? Go to BevK.com. It's that easy. And there's a ton of articles and a ton of ideas, etc. And the books are all available on Amazon. Awesome. And they all have titles that tell what the book is about. Like another popular one is Help Them Grow or Watch Them Go. And that's what the book is about. Mm-hmm. So awesome. anyway, this no, has that's been a good. Pleasure. This has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you as well. All right, everyone, if you are interested in checking any of that out, we're going to have links in the show notes. Bev, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in to the Lead with Levity podcast. To get resources mentioned in this episode and find out what we're all about, check us out at leadwithlevity.com.